All right, good evening. Welcome to the November 13th post-election, first post-election edition of Get Rominger on the Phone. I'm your host, Carl Rominger, and of course, I'm not taking any guests tonight, so I guess I'm your hosting monologue host or something. I don't know what we'll call that. Um, so let me take a little victory lap for a second, okay? Carl correctly predicted the election. How'd I do that? Well, did I get it 100% right? No, I thought actually Oz had a chance. It looks like he went down pretty handily. Uh, we can come back to that. I thought the Senate would probably remain in Democratic control, maybe even pick up a seat, which it did. Uh, and the House would be very close. And in fact, the House could still actually go to the Democrats as we sit here today. I don't think that's going to happen, but the Republicans will pick up a little bit. There was, in fact, no red wave, much as I predicted. Uh, how did I do that? How did I come to that conclusion? How was I able to know what no one else knew? First of all, a lot of people knew it. If you paid attention, there were a lot of people predicting very close races. Um, there was some correction in the polling where, for instance, if you'd gone and listened to 538's podcast, uh, Nate Silver, and look at their models, you would know, you would know for a fact, by the way, that while their model gave edges to the Republicans, their raw numbers, their raw polling numbers actually made it a dead heat. They were making adjustments. Pollsters got a little shy. Uh, I figured by now they'd have it worked out. So I wasn't as gun shy as some of them were about their own numbers. Uh, but they were a little gun shy. And so they were giving that, like, that hidden Trump vote some more credence than they probably should have at this point. He wasn't on the ballot. It's been a while. Uh, I think they're Calculations, right? So if you go back and look at 538s, not their full model, but their light model and the raw polling numbers, plus if you look at New York Times Siena polls that came out right before for various House races, it was pretty clear that the Democrats were performing better. I also believe that new voters are often undercounted in polls. Um, they're hard to identify and they don't show up as likely voters because they're new voters. And we knew that those were young people and female uh, energized by the abortion issue. So that's where all my data points came from. Uh, but I think what I want to talk about now is, um, well, I didn't have an agenda, right? Some people think I do, but I don't really have a great agenda here. I would just like to see Republicans win again. I want to tell you that Trump is not the problem. Trump is a symptom of one of the problems, that some of you love a strong man, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you want this person, this magical, mythical king. George Washington, after the revolution, and after he became the first president, and then the second president of this United States of America, did not run for a third term. He did not accept the coronation to king. He wanted and understood that what our other founders did, that we are a nation of ideas. We're a nation of offices. There are better office holders and worse office holders, but there is no one man to solve it all. There's no one man who can fix anything. And the minute you say the only person who can do it, like when Trump says, I'm the only person that can do it, you should never elect somebody who says, I'm the only person. They can say, I'm the best person right now, or amongst the choices you have, I'm the best person. But anytime anybody says to you that someone is the only person who can do something, that's a damn lie, okay? First of all, lots of people could be president of the United States. Lots of people could be senator. Some would be better at it. Some would be worse at it. But there's no one person. Uh, if you like that, go to China and get behind Xi. If you like that, go to Russia, get behind Putin. Go join your little cult of personality somewhere else besides America. 
no cult of personality. It warps our politics. It warps our results. And it also is a symptom of the crazy Q conspiracies. I want you guys to quit those. Those of you who follow me, those of you who know me, a lot of you will cite me this Q stuff. You think that there are body doubles on barges in Argentina and, and uh, Scott Perry, our, our rep, thinks that there's a satellite from Italy reprogramming voting machines. That stuff's like bat and guano crazy, okay? And you may not believe it and you say, oh, go ahead. I can draw this thread and this line and, okay, great. Um, go do some numerology, go read your horoscope, but don't bring that crap into our politics, okay? Uh, the easiest explanation is always the, the most likely explanation, the simplest explanation. It's not massive uh, Rothschild, which is a code word you know, for Jews, conspiracy uh, with the Trilateral Commission. It's, well, why don't you go join the John Birch Society if that's where you think you need to be, okay? But stay out of mainstream politics and quit helping the parties, particularly the Republican Party, pick their, their candidates. You brought us Doug Mastriano complete and utter disaster. Doug Mastriano probably killed Dr. Oz in terms of the vote. And he helped deliver what looking like the first time the Democrats are gonna control a portion of the, uh, the state uh, house in a long, long time. So it was terrible, terrible. And the QAnon folks, these conspiracy, I got, I got uh, my buddy Rich on Facebook right now posting about all these stolen votes and money being washed and laundered. All this stuff sounds great, and it's, but it's fantastical, and it's not real. It's imaginary. Get the cue out, okay? That also reminds me, this good versus evil garbage, okay? Because remember we talked about the one man, right? Some of you will say, well, yeah, but my party, the Democrats are groomers, and they're trying to groom people. That's, that's bull, too. The people running on each side in mainstream Democrats and mainstream Republicans are generally good people generally, as politicians go, generally good people. I got to put that little euphemism uh, catch-all in there, right? But the generally good people, what I mean by that is they're motivated by what motivates most Americans. I don't think that AOC or Marjorie Taylor Greene wakes up on any given morning and says, I must destroy America. Now, we might think that their policies will destroy our system or be bad for our economy, but I don't think either one of them walks in and says, I have this Saul Linsky book and I'm going to infiltrate and destroy because that is my goal. When you start believing that crap, well, go back up to see the Q, go up to see the Trump, the orange avocado stuff, or orange uh, mango man. Um, avocado, I was thinking of uh, spreading a toast, the way they spread the election lies. Oh, there's a, there's a grand conspiracy. We got Carrie Lake out there, right, saying, oh, this can't be happening to me. Um, she didn't court the moderate vote. It's this good versus evil thing, okay? It's not good versus evil, it's better versus worse policies. Get that rhetoric out because compromise is impossible if the other side is evil. And I know, I know, everything has to be extreme with you guys, right? Not every, you know who I'm talking to in this group. You know, oh, but if I compromise, it's a moral issue. Okay, well, if you frame it as good and evil, then it's always going to be a moral issue. And maybe there are certain things you have to draw a line on, like abortion. Of course, keep drawing that line as a Republican party and see where that gets you, right? Um, the others don't want to destroy America. They want their American dream too. You might not like what their American dream is. Their American dream might be, you know, uh, LGBTQ American dream. 
It might be an African-American dream. It might be a native tribe or first people's dream. It might be a white man's dream. It might be whatever each individual has for their American dream and then the politicians, but they're not trying to destroy America. Now, they may do things and support things that are bad for, so I'll give you an example. Some of you wanted to vote for Doug Mastriano because he's a Republican and you thought you had to vote for him because he's a Republican. Some of you liked him because he was religious. He was dangerous for America, not because he hated America or destroyed America. I have no doubt that Doug Mastriano loves America. What he doesn't understand is what America is. There's a difference. His policies are bad. He would put Christian nationalism into our government. Once you start picking winners and losers for religion, then you allow religion to take over and eventually you end up like Iran. It, you know, they didn't start in Iran with, let's have a religious extremist theocracy. The people that helped overthrow the kingdom of, and the king of Iran and the, the system that was there before weren't all expecting the results that happened because once the religious people took over and they went through this really bizarre strict Sharia law, we got women over there now getting stoned and shot and killed for showing their hair. Um, that would be possible under any religion that people could take it to that extreme, which is what our founders want to do. They want to remove or separate religious establishment from the state. So do I think Doug Mastrano is an evil person or a dangerous person? Of course, I think he's a little dangerous because I think his policies go too far. But do I think he hates America or he wants to destroy America? No. I think that some of his policies could destroy aspects of America, and that's why I was proud to vote against him. Do I like everything about Shapiro? No, not at all. Do I think Shapiro wants to destroy America? No, not at all. Do I think that Shapiro's policies are less dangerous than Doug's? Yes. That's why he got my vote. Okay? So remember, the others do not want to destroy America. So here's my cleanup plan for politics. If Republicans want to win again, you need to get rid of the MAGA wing. And I know some of you guys are going crazy. We've got the cult followers amongst us who love that strong man I talked about earlier. We need to, again, to be successful as Republicans, you want, you want to win, you want to win massively. You want to be so win so much you'll be tired of winning, to quote a certain Republican politician. Here's all you need to do. Get the moral legislation, get the extremism out of Republican politics. Run on a strong national defense, low tax, low spending, low social, low social interference platform. Don't take a position on abortion. Leave it to a woman and her doctor. Don't take a position on gay marriage. Don't, don't, you don't need these positions. Most Americans are much more liberal than a conservative Christian Republican often is. So maybe to bring in the mainstream Republicans, you need to think economically, you need to think in terms of criminal justice, and there's a whole other discussion there. Um, you know, this bugaboo about crime being up and crazy, there's been some spikes in crime. But if you study the history of crime, 700 years ago till now, the crime rate has been steadily declining, declining. If you guys think that it was safer 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago or 400 years ago, you don't know anything about history, okay? 
it's safer now than it probably ever was for the most part. And most of this crime, by the way, when you start to filter out who it actually happens to, for instance, homicides with guns, uh, who gets killed with guns? Well, suicides is one big one. Felons shooting felons, people who have a felony record, shooting people who have a felony record is, is the next big one. When you take those two big classes out, then you're left with spouses shooting spouses or lovers shooting lovers. I can't help you with that one because if you're cheating on your wife or she's cheating on you or whatever, these things might happen in the, the heat of the passion. But when you remove those three suicides, basically gangbangers on gangbangers and spouses on spouses or lovers on lovers, the odds of you being shot by a random bullet, including at a school shooting or something like that, is actually very small, very, very small. Um, the odds of you being violently assaulted on a New York subway are very, very small. First of all, there are millions of riders daily, so the statistic is already diluted there. But most people don't live in New York or ride a New York subway. Um, those problems will be handled and will be sorted out. They'll be sorted out by those local jurisdictions. Um, and some of that's mental health. We have stopped taking mental health seriously in this country. We have not done what we need to do. Uh, to help those folks. And so anyhow, I'll get digress on the crime issue. But my point is, is don't get overly built up on these issues that seem to motivate you with these scare factors. Study the issues. And that's the other thing, knowledge. We are going to have to, as citizens, if we want to have better control over what our politicians are doing, we have to have knowledge. Otherwise, we're just living and listening to what MSNBC wants us to believe, what Fox News wants us to believe. Fox is not your friend. America One Network is not your friend. They are commercial enterprises. CNN is a commercial enterprise. They are not there for your benefit. They are there to make money by selling advertising. So just like Facebook, just like Twitter, just like Gab, just like Truth Social, they are for-profit enterprises that are maximizing their returns. So everything you hear from them has to be understood. And the only way to counteract that is to learn things from multiple sources. I get so mad when I post something. One of you guys says, I can't read that because it's from the New York Times. I can't read that. It's from the liberal Wall Street Journal. The liberal Wall Street Journal. Do you hear how insane that sounds? Can you hear how insane you sound when you call it the liberal Wall Street Journal? Oh, that's, that's from Rolling Stone. They're not a credible source. Oh, yes, they have a videotape of their reporter getting this conversation, but it's probably just a deep fake. No, what you have to do is listen to Fox, listen to MSNBC, listen to both. Oh my gosh, what would happen if you listened to both? Why, you might get confused and have ideas planted in your head, right? That's, that's what you're worried about, having ideas planted in your head? Okay, go back up to uh, QAnon, crazy conspiracy theories. Watching other news sources is not going to cause a chip to be implanted in your head. What it will cause to happen is, ideas to be compared and contrasted. And by comparing and contrasting the ideas, you can make a better decision. Um, and, and of course, it's like your love of strong men, right? Does that person, my one guy, Tucker Carlson says, you know, remember Tucker Carlson's the guy, I don't think he wants to destroy America either, but Tucker Carlson's the guy who when the laptop came out, the Hunter Biden laptop, you know, the one that you guys are so excited about, well, he was on there having Hunter write him a letter for his son to go to school because he's buddies with Hunter Biden. But you're not supposed to know about that because Hunter's supposed to be a bad guy right now. See how it all works? 
But if you pay attention to all the different medias and bring it all together, you get a better understanding. So what's Carl's cleanup plan? Carl's cleanup plan is we have to be more knowledgeable. We have to think less, uh, you know, I don't gamble anymore. I gam had a gambling promise, many of you know. Um, I never was a sports better. One of the things that always fascinated me about sports betting is a lot of people always want to bet on their team. And, you know, if you're like a Buffalo Bills fan like me, your team is doing pretty good, although they lost today, right? And so betting on your team might make sense. But then there's this thing called a line, right? It's designed to, to, to prevent you from doing well, even betting on your own team. But the point is, is when you always want to bet on the team that you love, you might be influenced by the fact that you love that team and you're not objective about the sports information. And so if your quarterback's out with an injury report or one of your wide receivers isn't running that day um, because he's got a broken whatever, you're thinking, it's okay. My team is great. I love my team. And you sometimes will be influenced by that love of team. You have to be careful if you're a conservative or a liberal that when you listen to a conservative or liberal newscast, you just hear what you want to hear. You just see what you want to see. You just want to be reinforced. You want to know that you're right, that your side is good and the other side is evil. Remember, these are all the things that are the problem. So you have to intentionally seek out and read things you don't like. You have to intentionally read out, seek out and watch reporters you don't trust. And you have to try to cobble together and say, okay, everybody seems to agree on these three things, so that's probably accurate. Here's where they disagree, and here's why I think this is plausible or not plausible. And the more you do that, the better you'll get at it. And if you do it a lot like I do, you'll be able to evaluate the upcoming election and not fall for this red tsunami that everybody on Fox News was predicting, that all the pundits from, from uh, the Republican side were predicting. You know? And, and there's, it, it just it boggled my brain that they were predicting that. And I know I quarreled with a lot of you and I took a lot of heat on Facebook, but I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to go back if you want and watch Carl's predictions for the election. It's the last video he did, right? In fact, what I'll do is I'll run it immediately after this one. I'll run it immediately after this one so you can go back and compare if you want. All right. But compare the two. Say, Carl, you got a little wrong. Yeah, of course, I got a couple of things, details wrong, but mainly right. Why? Because I read the Wall Street Journal, I read The Economist, I read The New York Times, I watch Fox News, I watch MSNBC, I check in on CNN every once in a while, I watch Chuck Todd, I watch uh, ABC, right? I read Nate Silver. Uh, I go everywhere I can for as many diverse opinions. I watch the BBC. I listen to NPR, right? Maybe we don't all have time to listen to all those things and compare all those things. But find thought leaders who do, and you're going to get a better, more balanced picture. I won't always be right. And, and I am gloating and loving that I was right this time. But I am not the one strong man. I'm not the one special person that can lead anyone anywhere. The only thing I can do is remind you to think and study. And whenever someone tells you it's simple or it's obvious or one man or one party or one thing, what do we know right off the bat? That's the wrong answer. They're misunderstanding the complexity of the problem because if the problem was that simple. It wouldn't be a problem to begin with. All right. All right. We'll uh, wait and see what happens with the House of Representatives. If it stays in Democratic control, I hope uh, people will take heed of that as to the real message there. But I don't think you should be fooled when 
Bush, Clinton, uh, Obama, and Trump ran, right? Well, Trump lost 40 seats in the House. Obama lost 63 seats in the House, both in their first terms. Clinton lost a bunch of seats in the House. I think Bush did a little better the one time. Joe Biden has done better than any president in 40 years for in an environment that should have gone terribly against him, which tells you how far off the mark the Republican candidates were, how far off the mark Republican messaging was. And if you thought there was going to be a red tsunami or red wave, how far off the mark you were with where most of the country is. There's no big steal here, folks. It's just about getting in touch with where people really are and understanding that we are a democracy and a representative democracy where there has to be some compromise. And if you believe something should be all or none, it's very difficult to do that in a system like ours. Our founders did not set it up as an all or none system. They set it up as a system which is designed to bring people to the center. Thank you.